0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And we have real, actual, honest-to-goodness college football to talk about as the Arizona State Sun Devils upend the Kent State Golden Flashes 30-7 to in Jaden Daniels' debut under center and Donovan West's debut at center.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unexpected, but...
0: Matt, in total, 25 freshmen, including 15 true freshmen, played. Uh, there were also eight non-freshman players appearing in their first game for ASU, including Jack Jones. And yeah. uh, the the story, I think, of the game, Michael Turk, the punter <laughs> from Lafayette who has come to ASU and promptly broken the punting record for the NCAA. I
1: guess, I guess, yeah, yeah, I... Uh... You know, uh, he was he was very good. Uh, I would like to see less of him, especially this Friday. Uh, you know, if, if we only saw him punt, you know, one or two times, or maybe not at all, that'd be okay. Uh, you know, but uh, it was a product of an offense that was kind of what we discussed, um, you know, and, and even some things that we didn't expect. Obviously, the offensive line injuries that, you know, have – or absences slash injuries. Um, you know, we, we had the punter out there several times, and uh, he did a really good job. Um, obviously, I hope that, you know, as the season unfolds, that he's not the story of the season, because I've seen football teams where the punter is the story, and they're usually not very good. Uh, I, I worked for one, in fact, in 2012 uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Dave Zastadil was our standout player, and we were 5-11. and 11. Um, And so hopefully that won't be the case, but a good debut, that is for sure.
0: You mentioned the injury bug. Um, You know, ASU's starting center went down, their starting kicker went down, both uh, not disclosed until basically pregame walkthroughs.
1: Yeah, 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 I missed. I mean, you know, I I wasn't really watching the warm-ups as far as uh, the offensive line, but I did – I noticed – That, you know, every team kind of usually finishes their pregame with, you know, a couple of kicks and a punt. And I noticed that it wasn't Reese doing the kicks. And I even thought I kind of was like scanning the field real quick to see, could I see him? Did I I miss him doing something? And I I didn't. And then a few minutes later, I read the, the, you know, news on Twitter that he was out for the game, uh, at least this game. Uh, I haven't heard many updates or really anything since to know you know, what that is from here. But Zendejas did a really nice job. And, uh, you know, of course a familiar name to ASU and Arizona football fans, uh, and, you know, made all six of his kicks, three field goals, three extra points,
0: uh, including a 40 we, yarder. I mean, they, yeah, they weren't yeah. cheapies. I mean, he, was, he was solid.
1: No, no, agreed. Um, yeah, we, we missed Reese on the kickoffs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very few of the kickoffs got to the end zone. I'm not sure any did. They took a couple fair catches in the second half, but it almost seemed like Kent State was a little bit waving the white flag that they were just kind of like, you know, let's get to this game ending. Um, But they were getting some some momentum on returns, especially early. Uh, So hopefully Reese will be back. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, nice when you've got a backup who can step in and do well. We've we've been in that boat before, too, in 2009, I believe it was, when Weber was hurt. And Mm -hmm. we really struggled to find a, a replacement. Never really did and had to rush Weber back and, he was never really the same after that point. So, uh, you know, good good uh, to see this kid step in and do well.
0: Let's touch briefly on some of the other key players who have gotten a lot of hype. Eno yeah. Benjamin did crack the 100-yard barrier, 22 carries, 102 yeah. yards. But as you said, the yeah. offensive line certainly made him work for it. Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to see, especially first game, you'd
1: like to see 102 yards on, you know, Twelve or thirteen carries. Um, and he had to he had to work hard. Didn't get a lot of lanes, um, and yeah, it was. It's it's the biggest concern for me is that line. But yeah, I mean he he got his he got his hundred yard game, which was good, uh, but but struggled to find consistency.
0: He also uh, suffered the first fumble for an ASU yeah. running back in over two seasons.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that when they lost first lost fumble at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah, we we had a little bit of a lucky run there. I remember the last was it last year's Washington game that we, you know, we we had a couple fumbles that somehow we recovered. Um, I mean, you know, we've we've had a few that bounced our way obviously and that's always the case when you recover your own fumble versus not. But uh yeah, that one was tough and Part of the first half where it just felt like we couldn't get a lot of momentum going. Um, The only touchdown we scored was was the result of a turnover that we forced and got uh, got a short field off of. Um, You know, a couple mistakes that cost us chances for points. One right before the half, which we should discuss. Um, And and yeah, it was and that was another one. You know, we had a good drive going. Uh, I think we were inside the thirty at that point when Eno gets tackled and, and fumbles and. It was uh, a first half where we just couldn't seem to get much momentum going. Did in the third quarter, and that, that helped us open it up at least.
0: Yeah, uh, the rest of the rushing game, you know, Isaiah Floyd appears to be the primary number two back. He had yeah. six touches to Carter's two in the running game. Carter did yeah. catch a pass, though. Uh, for I say, Carter had the
1: screen pass, didn't he? There at the, yeah. Toward the end of the first half, that was a a nice little gain. Um, that end of the first half drive was, was kind of uh, emblematic of the offense in the first half that showed some sparks, you know, uh, had the screen pass. Daniels had a good scramble. The very last play, Daniels, you know, steps up in the pocket, makes a good throw, but we had two penalties that, you know, set us back twice on that drive. Uh, one chop block, one hold, both on the offensive line, and then and then the play where you know at the end of the first half, where you know one time out, eight seconds, Daniels makes a good throw, and Ayuk instead of catching the ball and going down decides to try to make something happen after the catch with a hurdle, and ends up letting the time run out, and we can't get a chance to kick a field goal.
0: One of the things that you've always done, and I think it's worth noting here, is you don't make those criticisms unless you were thinking it at the time because it's a fast moving <laughs> game. Really don't. I don't. I try not to. Yes, but yes. in this instance, you were all over it and you texted me immediately.
1: I was. You know, I was. I mean, I, you know, I guess I've never, well, I played, you know, one year of freshman football at South Point. So it's not like I've got tons of playing experience, but, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of football and you have too. And, you know, and, and I, I have a pretty good awareness of situations and that's from watching football. And to be, to be a hundred percent honest, it's also from playing video game football. Uh, you and I have talked about that over the years, you know, from playing NCAA and playing Madden, you know, you, you learn how to manage the clock. You learn how to, you know, what you need to do in certain scenarios and, uh and and between those two things uh, you know yeah and and with eight seconds i mean we were at i don't remember what yard line we were at i think we were outside the 40. so we were not in position to kick a field goal from where we were on the field but daniels you know really handles himself well he steps up in the pocket makes a good throw i catches the ball and i mean where i was standing too i had the clock was right behind him and there was two seconds when he caught the ball and immediately I'm thinking, you know, you get down, you call a timeout, you get first down, you clock stops anyway, you get your timeout, you kick a field goal, and that was a poor mistake. And, and Herm pointed it out after the game, uh, you know, that it, it's just a lack of awareness. And, you you know, you can handle those mistakes against Kent State. You can live with them. But that margin for error gets thinner starting in week three and going forward, and you can't throw away opportunities for points. And that that was what that did.
0: Well, and to be clear, we'll get to it. We are not the Southern Oregon Raiders, but Sacramento State beat down Southern Oregon 77-19 in their <laughs> opener.
1: I uh, certainly hope we're, we're better than them. But, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I imagine, and I didn't know that result, um, uh, you know, but their Southern Oregon, I think, is D2, right? I don't that I know of. So they, uh, they should, um, and we should have some margin for error this week, too. But then that ends, you know, I mean, then you go to Michigan state, which had a dominant defensive performance in week one, albeit playing Tulsa, but nonetheless dominant. Um, and then that stretch that you and I talked about the last time we spoke the you know, Colorado Cal stretch, which the more I look at the schedule, the more I think that is where this season is going to pivot one way or the other is those two games before the off week. Um, and and so you, you just can't make mistakes like that. And that one, and then the other one, and I don't know who it was, but the other one that, that really stuck in my mind was, um, you know, punt team lines up offside, and they shank the punt. We're probably going to get the ball about the 40, somewhere in there, you know, good field position. And instead, the, you know, five-yard penalty turns into about a 40-yard penalty because the next punt is down to the one. And, you know, we got off the goal line. But we didn't get anything out of that drive because it's hard to go, you know, 99 yards. Um, and, and so mistakes like that will kill you. Now, again, you can live with them against Kent State, but you can't live with them against Michigan State
0: conference teams. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, let's talk about ASU's offense overall. I thought Daniel showed uh, some really good things for his yes. first game, The his first yeah. touchdown pass to Eno was the thing that they told us to expect to see which is he's not he can run but he's not looking to run and on that right. play right. he stepped up in the pocket he pump faked to get a defender airborne and instead of taking off and maybe being able to score but definitely picking up positive yardage he <clears throat> kept his head up and found Eno running uh you know to his left across yeah. uh into the end zone yep. for an easy touchdown completion. Yep, yep, agreed.
1: Yeah, I, I was impressed by that play. I was impressed by a couple of the scrambles that he did have to get yards. Um, I think it, there was one in the second quarter where he got out of one that, you know, definitely looked like it was going to be a sack and ended up getting a good chunk of yards and then slid to protect himself. Didn't didn't put himself at risk unnecessarily, which I like.
0: He um, slid a lot on scrambles. He did.
1: He did, and I and I like that. I mean, look, he, you know, you don't have to be a hero every play, and and there's that mentality among football players that you know every last yard is is worth you know dying for, and it's not. Um, I don't you know I don't need Jake Daniels picking up two extra yards, but you know, cracking a rib because he decided to dive and you know take on a tackler. Um, you know, be smart. Uh, now, if it's the fourth quarter and it's uh, you know fourth down and three, and you need that, that's where you do it. But, you know, in the second quarter on second down, yeah, you, know, you, you could be smart with your body. And he was. Um, I, I thought he, he looked poised, you know, and, and that's a hard thing to, to you know, put a, a tangible value on. There There isn't one. But, you know, you watch quarterbacks and you and I have watched a lot of them for ASU and, and for a lot of different football teams. And there's a certain knack for, you know, a guy who just sometimes doesn't look like he has that internal clock. He looks like he's panicked. He looks uncertain of himself when there's pressure. And then there's guys who don't. And he looked more the latter. Um, and now it's only one game. But I was very pleased to see that because you just don't know that till it happens. You know, you can practice all you want. You can have all the athleticism and arm strength and all that stuff that you can think of. But if you can't handle the pressure of being a quarterback and, you know, guys coming at you having to make quick decisions, that can be very good. And he looked pretty good for one game.
0: Well, and to that point, I and I think it's important to reiterate everything he saw was his first thing. It was his first time coming out of the tunnel. It was his first time you know, taking a snap from the shotgun in a game, first time under center taking a snap. He just everything was new, but nothing felt new. Like didn't really know. He didn't You didn't watch the game and think Wow, this is a guy who's looking around, you know getting yes. caught up by the uh, bright lights
1: and in the moment and you know. the stress or the pressure yeah yeah agreed I mean i was uh, I was pleased really was uh, you know I mean he he wasn't perfect. he missed a couple of throws that I thought were were there for him uh, but he didn't turn the ball over never really put it in jeopardy at all um, and you know made some plays uh, got away from pressure when when there was a chance to he took five sacks, which is you know more than you want to see against Kent State, but uh, from the ones I witnessed, and admittedly I listened to the second half on the radio, um, he didn't. Those weren't sacks that were on him. Necessarily, you know, it wasn't like, "Boy, you got to throw the ball away." You know, you watch quarterbacks sometimes, so it's like, "God, you know, get rid of the ball." Those were sacks that were on a poor offensive line. Yeah, uh, and, I, and he had no choice but to take the sack.
0: And there were, you know, the offensive line. From watching it and not, you know, watching game film and not being a coach, yeah, looked right. bad. Um, it wasn't good. It I, I was know not. I know today Rob Likens came out at practice and said, actually yeah. I thought Donovan West had a great game and yeah, maybe I saw that comment, but, it, too. but it felt like and, and, there was a lot of interior pressure. So
1: Yes, yes. I mean, maybe individually it did, but see that's the thing about the offensive line. I mean that's that's what makes the position hard to evaluate. For fans, especially, and uh, you know, um, it's it's a product of the whole. It's not one. Um, you, you know, you don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe individually he did, but the fact is that Daniels was under pressure more than you'd like to see. We did not have very many big runs. I mean, I, I want to say, if I had to guess, I'd say we had two, maybe carries of more than ten yards. Uh, maybe maybe a couple more, but there weren't there weren't many.
0: Well, one was um, Ethan Long for 16 right, right and you know how to 17 yeah. yard carry
1: yeah you know so i mean there, there were a few but they were not consistent openings in the running game
0: oh no they uh, were i mean and long which we'll talk about him but that was yeah schemed open that was. wasn't like the was. line blew a huge hole no it wasn't it <laughs> wasn't you know and, and you just you know you want to see
1: better than that i mean look kent state's an fbs team it's not like we were playing a high school team um you know they have the same number of scholarships and all that, but but they're a MAC team for a reason. Uh, you know they're not they're not getting the same quality of athletes that the opponents we're going to see upcoming have. And so what you you know, well, what do we always say going into these type of games? We said it last week when we talked. You want to see things that aren't red flags. Well, that was a red flag to me that we physically did not dominate them on the from the offensive line to their run defense or pass rush. And that's the thing that just more than anything else worries me about what's upcoming. Uh, not so much this week, because now you do get an FCS team that, you know, even more so you should dominate physically and just numbers wise and everything. Uh, but after that, this has got to get better. I mean, it's just you've got to find a way to, to improve as the year goes along, whether it's, you know, just working with these young guys, and getting them better or personnel adjustments or whatever what we saw on Thursday night is not going to be good enough to make a run in the pac 12
0: To your point, though, and I think it is important to talk about, the offense wasn't great, but this is what the defense was supposed to do. True, true, yes. You know, they I mean, they held them, yeah. they shut them out for three quarters. ASU had built a comfortable four-score lead.
1: Yeah, 27 nothing you know, before they scored. Yeah. So no, I agree. I mean, and, and it's, you know, to be, to, you know, to, to, I guess, be honest. I mean, I said it before the season, I hoped it wouldn't look like that, but I, you know, we both, we both said it that early on, you might see things like this. You might see an offense that looks like it's uh, figuring things out a little bit and you need the defense to be the better group and the group that carries you and one game in that's how it was um, you two know, I, fumble I
0: was, recoveries and three sacks for the defense yeah, by the way yeah I mean I was pretty pleased with the defense
1: they gave up uh, some some big runs especially to the quarterback uh, you know the, the backup quarterback especially for Kent State when he got in he found some some lanes running the ball um, and they did have a couple of busts in coverage that neither one was taken advantage of because Kent State dropped the passes one was one was a drop one was overthrown um, that you know could have been not necessarily touchdowns, but would have been big gains. Um, you know, so there there it wasn't perfect, but you know it was it was pretty good. I thought the tackling was okay, uh, a few missed ones, but not bad. You know, you, you saw the you know the the running to the ball, let's get everybody around the ball. That mentality certainly was was evident. One thing I'll point out: Ashari Crosswell needs to stop jumping on the piles because he's going to get called for that. I saw it twice in the first half, and I'm surprised he didn't get called for it. Like, it's all good to run after the ball, but that's going to cost us if he continues to do that. So, uh, But overall, I, I thought it was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, the secondary, you know, Cam Phillips had a pass breakup. Kobe Williams yeah. had two and looked great in the I game. Kobe
1: Williams looked really good, yeah. Overall, I thought that, you know, the pass coverage was good. We had guys in the right positions uh, again, you're going to face you know better receiving cores than than that, sure. Um, and and we'll see you know how that holds up. But I was pretty pretty satisfied with that.
0: Well, you you would think you should be able to hang in man against these guys, and at no time yeah. did it feel like we were getting beat. You know, there were the times we got beat was when they you know had busted coverage where someone right. was playing zone and someone was playing man. Or right, right. you know, two guys vacated the zone and chased the same guy.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, you know, it was overall a, a pretty solid performance. I think in in most facets, uh, you know, the only thing I could really come up with as a as a big concern was the offensive line play. Defensively, I thought you know there there were there were some concerns, but nothing that really like jumped out. Like, oh boy, that looked weak. You know, run defense looked. Pretty good. Pass defense looked pretty good. Pass rush, uh, you know. Now again, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, you know, you want these games to not have red flags. You can't take too much in the way of positive out of them yeah. because the competition will get better, and you want to see how that holds up. Defensively, I didn't see any red flags.
0: And and I will. I've been beating this drum for a while. I will let it go with this point now. Uh, Merlin Robertson played the full game. six tackles you know anchored the middle of the the linebacking core you know part of the defense so everything
1: looked okay with that yeah Tyler Johnson got in there too he was a guy who kind of had some mystery to his absence he was injured but then it also seemed like he had worked his way into the doghouse some during fall camp but uh he played and yeah I mean uh, you know overall Tyler Wiley i Apparently was a, a disciplinary one-game suspension. He missed the game, uh, but supposed to be back this week. So, yeah, those those concerns—at least one game in—we're not, and hopefully that'll stay that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, looking ahead, ASU Friday night will take on the Sacramento State Hornets. That's right. We don't get NAU, but we still play someone from the Big Sky. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's good. Yeah, because yeah. our typical. Uh, FCS home game that we usually have um, and most teams have. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, you would hope that this is a game that, uh, you know, you can put in your control quicker than the third quarter. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I will not be uh, very pleased if it's a 10-point lead at halftime this time around. I wasn't pleased with it on Thursday. I'd be even less pleased if it happened again. Uh, You know, you'd hope this is a game where you can get some more backups in. Um, You know, they didn't play Joey Yellen at all in the first game, which I thought was okay and smart with this four-game thing. You know, since the game was still somewhat in doubt into the midway through the fourth quarter until you got the field goal, that that was kind of when it felt like, okay, it's over now, there's no chance of any, you know, thing going wrong. You might as well not play him and waste a game there. But I'd like to see him get some reps, you know, because if he is going to be your number two, you know, I'd rather not have him come in against, you know, Michigan State or Colorado or somebody, if necessary, having never played before.
0: I'm with you. It's It becomes sort of an interesting choice now with the four games because it is. if something happens to Daniels in Week 10, right. you assume Yellen will finish the season. Yeah, yeah. So do you save I, him so you protect it or not? It's just it all I becomes mean, different and
1: you know. It is different. I, I think you got to go. I, I guess my mentality would be this: that if he's your number two and you need him, Daniels gets hurt, you need him. Then you, you know, you don't worry about the four games. You, know, you need him in week six, you, and you play him, and you know that's that. Uh, but you know, all things equal, I, I think you'd rather not waste two of the four games to start out, especially if if one of those is you know scrub time at the end of a, of a thirty to seven game. I thought it was smart like don't don't bring him in now I mean, if you're if at the end of the year you want to count up those four games you don't really want one of those to be that uh, it would be nice if we could get a sizable lead here on Friday and get him in by you know midway through the third quarter have him get you know four or five series let him let him run the offense and just you know just get those initial like you just said about Daniels you know the first time he takes a snap the first time he does that Get those things out of the way for him too, because you never know. I mean, you know, like it just uh, USC has, you know they went into the year thinking, oh, we got this you know five star quarterback and and you know he's going to lead our new offense and you know two quarters into the year his season's over, and so you know you just you just never know when that backup's going to be necessary.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Um... Hopefully it's not. I mean, hopefully everything goes well and and you know he plays his you know three or four games and. You know, backup duty or whatever, and that's that. He gets his red shirt gear, and, and that's good. But you, you know, this point of the year, you just never know.
0: Looking ahead, as you said, the, the only detail I know about Sacramento State is from looking at the their box score last week. <laughs> yeah. um, but their quarterback Kevin Thompson was 14 of 20 for 303 yards and four touchdowns. He also had four carries for 90 yards and, and a touchdown. They rushed for 345 yards um, and spread those carries out across a number of guys because it was such a beatdown. We have more talent. We are bigger, faster, stronger. This should be a win. But a little interesting now that this is a team that's coming off of uh, just absolute demolition of Southern Oregon in the home opener. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you, you never know, and, and um, you know, teams do struggle with with uh, FCS competition. I mean, Northern Iowa took Iowa State to three overtimes last week. And Iowa State's a top twenty-five team preseason. Um, you know, uh, what was the other one? Uh, James Madison pushed West Virginia, but those are those are two pretty good FCS teams. Sacramento State was what two and eight last year or something like yeah. that. So you would you would expect that this should be. Uh, you know, in a, in a way um, for college football like a preseason game for us. Uh, it really should. You know, it should be a game to get a lot of guys in um, and give them some good opportunities to play in the second half. Uh, handle your business early and, you know, let's, let's you know, not just Joey Yellen but other guys that maybe you're going to use that four-game redshirt. This should be a chance to get them in there. Um, and, and then it gets, you know, a little a significant amount harder after that. We talked, you know, going into the season several times that the first two games were, you know, a pretty pretty soft start. You could kind of work out the kinks and and then, you know, uh, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of Michigan State, but what I saw and certainly what I read, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge going up there. They've got a good defense always, and they you know they've got some, you know they got an All American defensive lineman who's back. They got a couple other guys who are big time players. They're always well coached defensively, so you know it'll it'll be a step up in competition. This is a week to you know figure some things out for that.
0: Since last time we recorded, uh, I have not changed my pick for this week. I think we're going to beat Sacramento State, Matt. Oh,
1: I haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you could probably tell from that description, I mean, uh, you know, I, we we should. And I think all we's agree going into this schedule that we should start two and zero, and then that's when things become a little bit more uncertain. And uh, you know, we both had them losing to Michigan State. I mean, and I I haven't changed that pick either. Uh, uh, you know, my my concern right now is that we go up to Michigan State and get waxed by, especially uh, you know, with, the, with if this offensive line doesn't play better. I mean, we could be looking at a really ugly offensive performance. I hope not. I hope I see some better things this week and feel like, OK, we can at least go up there and be competitive and, and, you know, maybe put ourselves in position to steal a win. What I saw in week one gives me very little confidence about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's turn our attention to the NFL on ASU related uh, news, sorry, uh, news and notes became no's. <laughs> That's right. Uh Manny Wilkins made the Packers practice squad and is effectively the number three on the depth chart as uh, Deshaun Kaiser was released.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Now, you would probably know this better than me, but I would guess that should there be an injury to Aaron Rodgers or something that they would probably sign another quarterback. Uh, number three on the depth chart only because they only need two. It was, is that fair to say or no?
0: Yes, I would presume that Manny will not. Uh, actually, see, game see NFL game action this season. I would think
1: not. Yeah, if he has, I'm assuming things have gone fairly poorly in 2019.
0: He uh, he did hurdle someone in the last preseason <laughs> game, which I saw. That, yeah. Got got the attention of a number of Packers beat writers who were promptly corrected on social media by a number of ASU fans that it was not <laughs> I unique. Saw.
1: Uh, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, yeah. This is this is not new. You can tell. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people in Wisconsin are not staying up late to watch our games like you are. Apparently,
0: also in the ASU news, on more of a sour note, the start of Nikhil Harry's career is not good. He is—he's no, been placed on IR. IR, yeah, yeah. Saw that. I didn't—I didn't realize he
1: had gotten hurt. Uh, now they. They did wait to place him on IR until after the initial 53, which gives them the option to bring him back this year. So hopefully that will be the case. But you have to miss at least eight games, right, for the yeah. short-term IR. So at least half of his rookie season is, is wiped out now.
0: Uh, and the Browns waved Jalen Strong. So I
1: saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a huge surprise. Um, yeah, his – his, uh, NFL career is an uphill battle he, he might be looking at an XFL spot potentially here uh, next year but uh, but yeah I mean you know we'll, uh, we'll see what happens obviously I'm you know hopeful that, that Harry can make an impact it's, it's hard to make an impact there as a rookie anyway uh, you know they, they don't uh, I, I'm not I mean obviously the injury was not predictable. I didn't foresee him having a big time year this year. Uh, it, it's going to take a while for him to kind of get adjusted. I, I think you know next year is the year I would say that hopefully he has more of an impact. And if he doesn't, that's where you get concerned. Uh, they they're not they're not an easy place to just step right in there and you know be a big time player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that is uh, that is rough, certainly. But uh, there's other probably more important NFL news which is the retirement of Andrew Luck uh, and the horrible take of Doug Gottlieb. So, Oh,
1: God. I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that was typical of, of sports media. And, and uh, you know, while I enjoyed seeing people, you know, go after him, I also kind of thought, well, this is almost, this is that negative reinforcement type of thing. You know, it's giving him attention and, And, you know, builds up his show or whatever he's got on Fox Sports that, you know, oh, Doug Gottlieb's not afraid to say what's on his mind. I hate that stuff.
0: Well, he should be. um, He should be much more. He should
1: be. You know, unfortunately, with things like this now, and when you say stupid stuff, though, most of the time it works to your advantage in the long run. Um, You know, it's the way it is with media nowadays. But but the luck thing totally surprised me. I mean, obviously, it's been – what, nine days now since the news came out, so, I've you know, everybody's had a chance to kind of, you know, hear his explanation, but, man, um, I texted you that night and said, you know, and, I, and still true, like, I don't know that there are very many sports stories I've seen that have surprised me as much as that, um, you know, there are always surprises, trades and signings and things like that, it's like, huh, you know, wow, I didn't see that coming, but when I read that on the bottom of ESPN during that Miami and Florida game, I honestly thought, like, they had, you know, it was like one of those things where I wanted, like, was this a hack? Was this some, you know, parody account that pretended to be Schefter and, and somebody on ESPN f- fell for it and was putting it on there? But, no, it was real and, and stunning. Uh, I sure did not see that coming, nor did very many people.
0: Yeah. Uh, it It certainly took the Colts who were, you know, one of the teams that had Super Bowl aspirations this year and threw them for a loop with Brissett oh, now man. having to step oh, in man. and uh, yeah, the signing yeah. of Brian Hoyer to be his backup.
1: Yeah, which is a, a, you know a solid signing. I mean, look, you know you're you're not going to get a superstar uh, you know in that role. He's he's a veteran guy. He's been in a lot of different offenses and uh, you know smart guy. Been around, can play if you need him to. Um, you know I, I another thing I texted you that night was you know I, I wanted a you know a, a, an amendment to my AFC picks but the more I thought about it, I still am picking them to win the south um, you know I, I just have too many questions about the other teams I think they're they're pretty good all around uh, you know the reaction is oh they're gonna fall apart like they did two years ago when Andrew left and missed the whole season. I think it's a much better roster. Uh Brissette's also been there now. I mean, he was traded, you know, a week before the season started and was starting week two, and that's tough. Um, so I, I think overall they'll be okay. I still pick them to win the South. I probably wouldn't pick them to go to the AFC title game anymore like I did, um, but I still have them as a playoff team. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, look, they've got a lot of talent around the roster. T.Y. Hilton is still good. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, it's not Brissett's first action, and it's not like the last time where he stepped in after a trade at the last minute and had to, you know, figure it all out on the fly. He's been in there. He's been in the system. Right. So,
1: you know, much better offensive line than he had two years ago, too. Uh, So, I I mean, I think overall just a a better situation. Um, The Houston— you know, Houston was obviously in the news this weekend, trading Clowney and trading for Tunsil, uh, getting fleeced on the Clowney trade. It seemed like with, you know, what they had to, what they took back and then having to pay half of the salary. Uh, and, and they certainly spent a lot on Laramie Tunsil. Now it's a, it's a good move to pick up an offensive lineman and a good offensive lineman at that, but boy, they, they've invested a lot in him. Um, and so, you know, interesting moves for them. Um, but not feeling confident about them. Tennessee just doesn't, you know, Tennessee feels like they'll be, you know, 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Eight eight. They'll, they'll hang in until the end. But do you really trust them? I don't. And Jacksonville, who knows? We talked about them, you know, what they were the last two years. So I'm sticking with Indy. I, I'm trying to remember. Did you have Indy as a playoff team or no? I know you had Houston winning the division.
0: Uh, I do not believe I did. I'm, okay.
1: I, I was trying to remember who you're why. I know you had the Chargers one wild card. But I couldn't remember who your other one was.
0: Well, and now was you're Baltimore? putting me on the spot. I
1: or was it Cleveland?
0: It was you, Cleveland. You Cleveland to win the division. It was Cleveland and the Steelers, okay. I believe.
1: You had Steelers, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't think you had Indy. I know we talked about Indy, um, you know, a, a fair amount. I had him in the AFC title game. I would, like I said, I probably would not go that far anymore. Uh, that was me, and I said it at the time, sort of finding a middle ground because. When, you know, in July, Andy was going to be my Super Bowl pick. And then all this Andrew Luck injury just sort of made me uneasy. And so I kind of thought, well, I'm kind of just meet in the middle. Still make them, still in playoffs, but not go that far. Uh, glad I didn't go that far. But I think they're going to be okay. We'll see, though.
0: Yeah. Um, now, you've been able to inhale quite a bit of football. Oh, I did have the Colts as a wild card.
1: Did, I did. you? Okay. I okay.
0: did. Had I had, had them as artists. my last wild card. Okay,
1: okay. Um, Are you going to stick with it then, or um, you know, I'll give you a, a chance to audible if you
0: want? Yeah, why not? I'm going to change it because I had them uh, beating Houston. I'm going to change okay. that to Houston beating Indy. Okay, uh, fair enough. But I'll, I think it would be the sixth seed. And nothing's okay. nothing's getting okay. in the way of the... Austin Eckler, L.A. Chargers. <laughs> All right, sounds
1: good, sounds good. But yes, um, you were saying I've had a chance to inhale a lot of football. You're talking about college this weekend, I assume. Yeah,
0: is there any yes, I have. Is there any immediate prompt takeaways you have? My only one is Oregon's failure to hold yeah. off Auburn is a devastating blow for the Pac-12. I, and, I, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I mean I
1: I I've got I found myself really frustrated over the last few days with and it happened before Saturday and then with the events of Saturday, maybe even more, you know. So Arizona loses you know, week zero to Hawaii. And then UCLA loses Thursday night to Cincinnati and it's oh the whole Pac twelve stinks. Well, can you remind me, U C L A and Arizona, what what were they last year combined, do you remember record wise?
0: Uh not good.
1: Not good. Eight sixteen.
0: Eight uh, and sixteen, mm-hmm. and and so like, why are we using
1: them as a barometer for the Pac twelve? And I and I thought it on Friday, and that you know, and I even thought like, okay, are we going to use you know Ole Miss and Vanderbilt as a barometer for the SEC? And then sure enough, the SEC had a Saturday that proved my point. South what? Carolina lost to North Carolina. North Carolina, an ACC team, but not a good one.
0: Tennessee, um,
1: but, you know Tennessee. Horrible loss at home to Georgia State. Ole Miss loses to Memphis, an American team. You know, a good American team, but nonetheless, not a Power 5 team. Cincinnati, probably as good as them, but we had to crush UCLA for it. Uh, Missouri loses to Wyoming, an average Mountain West team. Uh, And and so there's four SEC losses to, you know, competition that they shouldn't lose to. um, If the SEC really is, you know, the king of all conferences. And, you know, I like the SEC. Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a Pac twelve homer. I'm not an SEC hater. But I just I just was frustrated by this, you know, oh the Pac twelve is down because, you know, Arizona and UCLA lost or Oregon State lost to Oklahoma State. Oregon State should lose to Oklahoma State. They they I mean they went one and eleven last year and, and Oklahoma State's a good program. Like we shouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, Cincinnati beat UCLA. Really, not a surprise. Cincinnati's a good team. UCLA isn't. So why are we shocked? Uh, so I, I guess I was really hoping Oregon would win only for that reason, as much as anything else. I'm not a big Oregon fan by any means, but uh, I they were off to a good start. They sh- they should have won. They should have you know they, they had the game 21-6 in the second half, and just couldn't finish. Um, you know, made some some head scratching clock management decisions. Uh, it was I don't know how much the game you saw. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as their loss to Stanford last year, but it reminded me of it. It was a game that was, was all set up for them to have a big win, and somehow they lost it. I mean, they, they led from the first drive until nine seconds left in the game. Scored a touchdown, never let, never trailed, never tied until nine seconds left when Bo Nix throws that touchdown pass.
0: Now, question for you as, an a-, or as a Pac-12 person. Yeah. Does this give you any pause about thinking Oregon is the top of the conference? More or more pause? I know that you and I both were on the fence a little bit
1: more than I had, um, because some other you know Washington looked really good. Now, granted, they played Eastern Washington, not you know not Auburn, but they looked really good. Jacob Eason had a great game, which I was pleased to see. I hope he continues that trend. Uh, Stanford looked okay. Uh, they look better defensively than they were last year, but that Stanford Northwestern game was about as exciting as watching paint dry. I, I tried real hard to watch a lot of it, and it was boring. Um, so I don't know how good they are. Costello, you know, had the head injury, and so you would wonder if that's going to be an issue or not. Um,
0: well, and the one the Utah one to me good. that I saw was Utah. Utah really uh, yeah. Yeah. just smothered BYU.
1: They did. They did. I mean, they got it. They got a good defense. I mean, I, I guess the question with Utah is, do they have an offense that can score enough points to beat the, the top teams that they're going to play? You know, do they have the offense to beat Washington, Oregon? Uh, you know, and I, I know they play Washington during the season. They play Washington State, too.
0: They got Washington, Washington State. State in week five.
1: Right, you know, which they looked great. Now, granted, again, not a very good opponent, but, you know, uh, the, you know the latest Mike Leach quarterback – you know, steps in in the first half and goes 22 for 23 for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. He finds somebody and they put up obscene numbers, uh, you know. So it's, it's uh, I, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Now, I wasn't overly, I picked Oregon to win the conference, and I think you did too. Um, I wasn't totally, so. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, Oregon head and shoulders above everybody so yeah I mean that their loss plus what I saw from some other teams makes it seem a little bit more even than I already even thought it was i guess
0: Washington State quarterbacks by the way just as an aside combined to throw 39 of 49 for 507 yards and six touchdowns
1: yeah 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 I mean it just it does not matter who it is like you know no one I, I mean I barely heard any mention of Anthony Gordon um, you know prior to uh, maybe a week before the season when we did our you know pac 12 look ahead uh, we Gage. Both, it was Gage. It would be Gage Cooper, and yeah from eastern Washington um, and and then you know Gordon ends up getting a call and was he do goes out and looks amazing and uh, now again it's New Mexico State you know uh, like so many teams this week uh, you know there weren't a lot of like major games this week Oregon Auburn was certainly the headliner. Couple other, you know, the ACC had a couple conference games. Georgia played bandy in the SEC, but it was it was a lot of cupcakes this week. So it's hard to read a lot into things. But yeah, he, he certainly looked good, and uh, you know, you, you know they're going to be a factor with Leach. They always are. Uh, so I mean, the the North looks tough, and and I think everybody figured the North was going to be the better
0: division, and one weekend hasn't changed my mind on that. Yeah, uh,
1: but in the South not so much. You know, UCLA and Arizona, we talked about lost. USC loses Daniels for the year, which is a, a tough one for them already, you know, with everything going on there. Uh, you know, so it, it's, I mean, Utah looks good, but I, I still feel like, you know, it's it's gettable for ASU if things improve, especially, I'm going to say it for the 800th time this conversation, that offensive line.
0: Yeah, it- Matt, do you have before we go? Do you have any concerns about ASU's offensive line moving forward?
1: A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, yeah. I, I just uh, I've spent the last few days almost, you know, kind of losing confidence by the day. Like Thursday night, we won, and I, you know, okay, yeah, you know, it wasn't great, but uh, yeah, but we got okay. there,
0: we got it right. done.
1: Um, and and uh, I just, you know, we've we've seen. ASU teams, we don't have to go outside of ASU. We've seen ASU teams derailed by poor offensive lines. Um, it, it's like a virus that just infects your entire team if, it, if it's poor. And I'm not saying this one's there yet, but it can be because, you know, it, your running game struggles and your running back starts to try to make too much out of things and force the issue and your quarterback loses confidence and your receivers – they they're not getting the ball as much, so they're not playing as hard. And then the defense is on the field more, and they start turning on the offense. I've seen it, we've seen it, and so it just it's it's like you know, even though probably I you know if I were to do the like unit grades for this week, I I give you know pretty good grades to everything but the offensive line. That's the thing that just worries me the most because we have we have been down that road, and I you know just have to trust that. Dave Christensen and Kevin Malai, and those guys will will get it better, and it did last year. To be fair to them, they you know they did improve over the course of the year last year. So we just have to hope the same thing happens this time around. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but yes, to answer your question, I do. I, if I didn't mention that before, I should
0: have. Uh, I mean, you may have. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I got the Brewer game on in the background, and it's possible that when you touched on it briefly. Yeah, in, a, in a way yeah, that no I one know. else would have noticed.
1: I know um. I'm hammering it. Uh, I mean, and, uh, at least I'm aware of it. But it just, <laughs> uh, it's, it's the concern for me. And it wasn't supposed to be. I mean, I guess that's the frustrating thing is I remember a month or so ago when we, we kind of first looked ahead to ASU and you said it and I agreed with you that, you know, it felt like this offensive line should really be a strength. We had, you know, all returners back. And it all started with the Zach Robertson absence and, having to move Cole Cabral, the left tackle, and now his replacement's hurt. And who knows how long he's out? And Like, all of a sudden, what felt like a strength feels like it might be the Achilles heel of this team.
0: Yeah, when I saw in the uh, reports uh, from Herm's press conference that, or, you know, media availability today, I guess, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he said uh, there was no thought given to moving no. Cabral back because he spent all offseason working on playing tackle.
1: Right. Right. Which, I mean, I get, um, you know, and, and that's the choice they made from the end of July that, you know, he was their best option to tackle. And, and, you know, we touched about during the game and it's true. I mean, those are probably the two most important positions on an offensive line or center and left tackle. If you got a right-handed quarterback. And he seems to be the best option at both, so we have to find a we have to find a suitable alternative at one. And they have gone the route of you know it's easier to find a suitable alternative at center, and hopefully they'll be proven right.
0: Yeah, uh, Matt, that's all I've got.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's. But um, we're back, you know. It was, we are. It was a fun week one. It was uh, nice to you know actual get out there for a football game and. And, you know, you realize as week one finishes, like, it's going to go fast now. You know, I mean, even even a season like this with two off weeks, you know, it's going to just start to knock over one at a time. And all of a sudden, it'll be the end of the year before we know it. So, uh, you know, it's fun to be back and see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah. Well, we will talk about uh, ASU Sacramento State next. Uh, Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.